Nice snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the Big D. Fakes to Elliott and they go deep downfield and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line and taking it all the way into the end zone is Tavon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. Hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and joining me as always are Ken Cunningham and Ty Rogers, two of our analysts over at Pigskin Nut and a pair of lifelong Cowboy fans. And we are the Big D Beatdown, and we are brought to you today by the pigskinnut.com as well as pigskinnutradio.com the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio whether you're in your car taking a break from work or just relaxing at the house it's always better to be doing so while you're getting your football fix we break down players on our pro football scouting show as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable we discuss some of the all-time greats on our show wide right and put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite NFL teams, such as the Giants, the Eagles, the Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, Steelers, and of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Make Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio your ultimate source for football news and radio. Remember, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. All right, guys, today we're going to continue continue our position uh, work. Uh, we're doing our roster breakdown heading into training camp and we are going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the tight ends today. And uh, obviously, you know, I, I know, you know, everybody wants to get to Jason Witten. We've already kind of done a show on, on Jason Witten's return. So I'm going to put him off to the side for a quick second. Cause I want to talk about Blake Jarwin first. Uh, you know, obviously this is a player that, uh, that really has a, you know, kind of a coming out party late in the season. You know, this is a guy that had 27 catches for 307 yards and three touchdowns last year. But in the final six games came a right around 85 to 86% of that uh, production. I mean, in the final six games is 23 of those 27 catches. The final six games is 265 of those 307 yards. All three touchdowns there late in that last game against the New York Giants. So this is a guy who kind of kind of got his uh kind of got his feet under him, kind of got that chemistry with Dak, you know, uh late in the year. I'm gonna go to you first, Ken. Uh let's talk about Blake Jarwin and what are some of the things that you're kind of hoping to see from him in training camp and in the preseason? Yeah, uh, Blake Jarwin, he is he he's a big body tight end, six six foot five, two hundred and sixty pound frame. And what I really like about about Blake Jarwin compared to some of our other tight ends that we'll get into is Blake Jarwin. He really gives you that, that potential to that, that big target, that big play potential down the field. And the Cowboys really haven't had that out of the tight end position since, you know, Jason Witten's, you know, younger, younger years. I mean, it's, it's really the way that the, the tight end position has gone you know, being able to get big plays out of these tight ends. They're not just run blockers, short little, you know, completion guys like they like they once were. So Blake Jarwin, he he's a hard worker. You know, the other day, I don't know if you guys saw, but 
Blake Joram was out there already in California with with Dak and with Witten, Cooper, a couple other guys. And, you know, I'm looking for him to build off of what he did last year. You know, uh, we're you know, we're hoping as Dallas fans that the return of Jason Witten doesn't really supplant any of these other tight ends, but really kind of help them out. And I think the way that Blake Jarwin's game is, it really is a, a nice compliment to Jason Witten because Jason Witten being more of the, you know, solid blocker and, you know, precise route runner in, in that in those in-between routes, you know, not too far down the field. But, you know, Blake Jarwin has that potential to really, you know, take take the top off the defense a little bit, you know, down the seams. And like you said, we saw that in the Giants game. And that's something that they need to continue to work on because that could be that could be a big a big difference maker for, you know, the Cowboys offense this year. Absolutely, Ken. And, you know, I, I love the point about, you know, him being able to stretch the seam and, uh, and you know, kind of add an element to this offense. Jason Witten is the more balanced of, of the tight ends, and, and Jarwin is the receiver. You know, he's, he's basically, he's a glorified receiver. And, Ty, I want to send this to you because, you know, the truth be told— you know, Blake Jarwin, if if a guy like Cedric Wilson doesn't make this roster at 6'3", and if a guy like Noah Brown doesn't make this roster at 6'2", then we've got no size at the receiver position. Blake Jarwin suddenly becomes the only big option that's truly a receiving threat. Now, I know Jason Witten's back. But I'm, you know, I'm talking about somebody that's, you know, got a little bit more ability to to you know, to excel in the the down the field passing game. And, you know, we've got Kellen Moore in place now. That's what we're supposed to, that's what we're hoping to see more of is, you know, more balls flying all over the place, you know, more passes down the field. You know, this is supposed to be a, a much more creative offense and that should fit Blake Jarwin's skill set. With that being said, Ty, you know, uh, how important is, is Blake Jarwin's development knowing that, Hey, when it comes to receivers, he could be one of our biggest targets and maybe one of our only big targets, just depending on how the roster shakedown works out. I believe it's critical. I mean, with everything that's already been highlighted by Ken and by yourself, Blake Jarwin is the receiving threat that is consistent uh, that the Cowboys have. Uh, Jason Witten, we all believe, is going to come back and be the steady Eddie that he was before he retired. But he's got more mileage on his, you know, his treads. Number one, and number two, he's coming back after being out of the league for a year. Um, that's going to affect his production. Uh, so, if we're looking for major receiving in the tight end game, Blake Jarwin's the guy we got to look to. Um, I mean, you look at a guy like Rico Gathers, who has a, a lot of potential in size and strength, but he has a hard time lining up, and he, there's a chance he may not make the roster this year. Uh, you know, because the Cowboys are going to have to have, uh, you know, Jeff Swain as a blocking tight end. And uh, there's going to be a roster spot for Jason Witten. So now that's three tight ends we're talking about. The Cowboys have, ta- have kept four in the past, but, um, you know, they're not going to keep somebody just for potential, I believe, this year because there's just too much at stake, particularly with Jason Witten. I'm sorry, with uh, Jason Garrett in a contract year. So uh, I think that Blake Jarwin has got to move even farther along the line uh, as he did in the last six games of the regular season in the playoffs. Um, He's got to be a guy that can stretch the seam against linebackers, particularly in the NFC East. Um, You know, you got Washington going to the three, four. That means that they're going to have an interior linebacker at some point uh, against uh, 10 or 11 personnel. 
um, you know, particularly 11 personnel, covering a tight end. That matchup has to be in Dallas's favor. So uh, I, I believe he's got to definitely be a prime threat for Dak Prescott. He's got to be what Jason Witten was to Tony Romo uh, during their time. He's got to be the guy that if all else falls apart, he can find him across the middle. He can find him on a flat route and get the first down and then give the Cowboys the opportunity to move the chains. Yeah, you know, and and real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you there. Uh, Dalton Schultz gonna be our, our blocking tight end, is what you're saying. Uh, but uh, you know, leave it to Ty to bring up somebody that I'm gonna be mentioning here in a little bit in Jeff Swaim, uh, and and we'll get back to that in just a minute. But you know, I, I do want to ask you this, Ty. Uh, you know, and, and you mentioned you know be what Jason witnessed to Tony Romo, and you know, l- let's be honest, Cowboy fans, we. <laughs> We've been spoiled for quite a while at the tight end position. And, you know, I've talked with people that just absolutely, we got it. We got to get this tight end position figured out. And I'm like, guys, you know, it's funny. There may only be six or seven teams in the league that have a tight end that's truly that kind of presence that Jason Witten was through the most of his career. It's not like every team's got themselves a standout tight end that just just gives defenses fits. I mean, the Cowboys have been spoiled for a while. And and Ty, do you think that, you know, hey guys, you know, we have to have realistic expectations for the tight end. Just just because, you know, it's not, hey, okay, Jason Witten, even though Jason Witten is back, but it's not like, hey, now that he's, you know, no longer probably the the overall number one that's playing every snap possible you know do do we need to dial it back and just say hey Blake Jarwin go out and do what you need do what you do and you know what hey you don't have to live up to Jason Witten's standards you just have to live up to your own because what you're capable of is good enough to be a valuable presence in this offense do we need to kind of dial back our standards for Blake Jarwin well I don't know that we need to dial back standards. I think he definitely needs to be a very productive part of the Cowboys passing game because ultimately that's what he brings to the roster. Uh, But do we need to see things be more simple uh, for him? Yes. Uh, I think the the easy answer to that is yes. Uh, We want to put Blake Jarwin in positions uh, like Travis Cleese, like uh, Rob Gronkowski, who's now retired, where he is in a matchup against an inferior athlete and is running a route where his size and his height give him the opportunity to catch the football and make a big play, period. That is what he brings to the table. That is what makes him uh, somebody that we as Cowboy fans are excited about because of the production that he had uh, in the last part of the season. And with the Kellen Moore offense, he's got to do a share of blocking every tight end does. Uh, but you're not going to see as much, I believe, um, you know, 21, uh, you know, uh, 22, 23 personnel where you've got two backs and three tight ends or two backs and two tight ends. And he's having to perform dual roles. A lot of times, I believe if he's anything like uh, the tree that he comes from, I'm talking about uh, Kellen Moore, like Chris Peterson in Washington, he is going to have that tight end flexed out. And that guy's going to be a matchup nightmare for a defense. That's his going to be his main uh, calling card. So I don't think that we should dial back standards. But what we should hope as Cowboy fans is that in this offense, he has a simpler role 
which is to use his ability as a receiver to help the Cowboys get more production out of their offense and give Dak Prescott the opportunity to have a very reliable safety blanket uh, out there that also can make big plays in the passing game. Yeah, you know, Ty, and, and, and you hit the nail right on the head, mismatch. That's, that's, that's the role I want Blake Jarwin to play is a mismatch, bud. On passing downs, how, it, it, uh, who's guarding you? If it's a linebacker, let's find a way to take advantage of it. If if for some reason it's a corner, let's find a way to take advantage of it. If there's somebody on him that 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 you know that maybe is a good matchup covering him, then we've got other receivers on the field. You know that's that's kind of what I'm hoping when we talk about creativity in the you know in the offense. Let me tell you something. One of the biggest trends in football right now with with offenses is locating the mismatch. I mean, with all the freedom quarterbacks have now at the line of scrimmage to change plays, to check out of things, you know, uh, all the pre-snap reads, it's like, guys, you know, finding the mismatch and exploiting it, no matter who it is on the field, you know, is is one of the things that every offense is starting to incorporate now. And I hope that's what we see from Kellen Moore. And I hope Blake Jarwin is a valuable entity in that because, you know, when you've got a guy like Randall Cobb and that quickness and Amari Cooper and his big play ability and, you know, Michael Gallup's ability, you know, to kind of, to, to be a contested guy, to be that guy that you don't really, you, you don't want him to get matched up one-on-one on the deep route because he's shown that he can make you pay. And, oh yeah, by the way, Blake Jarwin can own the middle of the field if you don't put somebody on him that's capable of covering him. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into Jason Witten. Obviously, hey, he's here for a reason, and we certainly hope that he's back to his, you know, the same the same guy that left the field more than a year ago. Uh, and, and then we'll also talk about some of the other tight ends on the roster. Uh, all that when we come back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back. This is the Big D Beatdown. I'm Austin Smith, your host, joined as always by Ty Rogers and Ken Cunningham. And Ken, we're going to talk to little Jason Witten now. And it's funny because Ty mentioned in the first portion, he he mentioned uh, Jeff Swaim's name. And it's funny because, you know, Jeff Swaim last year was kind of going into the season, was kind of our, um, I don't know if you want to call him our, 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 our comfort guy at the tight end position he was something that hey no matter what we needed a tight end to do whether it be block whether it be go downfield for a route it seemed like Jeff Swain was adequate at it Um, obviously he's now in Jacksonville we've got a guy like Dalton Schultz who did have a lot of potential coming out of Stanford I think he probably leans him himself to more of the blocking tight end or more of the uh the bigger more traditional tight end guy not necessarily someone who's going to stretch the field for you we've got a guy like Blake Jarwin who can do that who can stretch the field and be the receiver is Jason Witten's role and and I hate to compare Jason Witten to Jeff Swain but should that be the role for Jason Witten going forward is hey kind of old faithful that can do whatever you need to. So no matter what kind of two tight end sets we need to run, whether it's a passing down situation or a rundown situation, it's going to be Jason Witten and one other and not necessarily Jason Witten being the, the big, you know, the, the big target on the play, but just being that guy that, Hey, 
can, can do whatever you need him to. Not going to take a, you know snaps away from Jarwin. Not going to take, take snaps away from Schultz, but is going to do whatever you need him to do. Is that kind of the role that, you, that we're expecting to see from Jason Witten moving forward? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the last time we saw Jason Witten, I mean, he was playing 90, 90 plus percentage, you know, of the of the offensive snaps. And that's that's not really what what this team needs. I mean, this team has a bunch of young tight ends that they really need to, you know, they're trying to groom and, you know, they're they're really they're really trying to develop. And Jason Witten can really he can really help that development. You know, it's. It's, it's no shock. I mean, Jason Witten's 37 years old. The last time we saw him, he looked like he was hitting, you know, hitting a little bit of a wall. Still a productive player, but definitely, obviously, on the on the decline. So we can't really expect, you know, anything better than what we saw from, you know, 2017 Jason Witten. But we talked about, you know, how they complement each other and the two tight end stuff and how, you know, Witten is – you know, kind of that, you know, that intermediate route guy, a solid blocker, and how Jarwin, you know, that guy who stretches down the field. And I think where Dalton Schultz comes into play is he needs to be tied to Jason Witten's hip because pretty Jason Witten's snaps, in my opinion, are the snaps that, you know, Dalton Schultz is going to be taking next year, you know. This is Dalton Schultz's most important role this year is to watch and learn everything he can from Jason Witten because you said it. Dalton Schultz is, you know, he's a guy that's really not going to beat you down the field. You know, he was he was known for his blocking at Stanford. He really wasn't a a really, you know, a really big receiving receiving threat, but he's a guy that, you know, he looked pretty good in the intermediate stuff, running some of the option routes. And, you know, they just didn't throw a whole heck of a lot to the tight end at Stanford. You know, this is a guy that could develop into a very nice, you know, old-school NFL tight end. And that's why, that's what makes it so important for, you know, him to really learn. This year, for him to see Jason Witten up close and to watch this guy work every day in practice could really work wonders for Dalton Schultz, you know, in years to come. But I really think, you know, as far as this year goes, you know, it's going to be real hard to get that old dog off the field. You know, the only way you're getting Jason Witten off that field is, is on a, is on a, uh, is on a cart, you know, knock on wood, obviously, you know, it's just, it's going to be real hard to get them off there. But luckily the way the Cowboys like to run an offense, you can do a lot of formations where, you know, you can get Blake Jarwin and Jason Witten out there on the field at the same time. And it's really what you want because, as much as we talked about Blake Jarwin stretching stretching it down the field, I mean, do you really feel comfortable Blake Jar Blake Jarwin right now lining up and being your lead blocker? I mean, when it comes down to the best all-around tight end on the team, I think that still is, you know, Jason Witten until until proven otherwise. Uh, absolutely, you know, and 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 I, I'll say this much too. Uh, I I agree a hundred percent. Dalton Schultz has got to be uh, on Jason Witten's hip. This is a uh, Unfortunately, this what that was a luxury we didn't have last year. Witten decided he was going to hang it up, and Schultz did not get an opportunity to kind of to kind of learn from from one of the, in my personal opinion, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And uh, and I really I really hope that Dalton Schultz takes advantage of that. And by the way, I, I don't want Dalton Schultz. I, I still want to see him get on the field. I still want to see him get his opportunities. You know, you know, J- but Jason Witten's not here to be a progress stopper. 
you know, when it comes to Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. So, you know, I, I definitely um I definitely agree with you there. And 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 I'll even go so far as to say this. We could see a little bit uh, as opposed to seeing Jason Witten being the guy. And then, okay, Jarwin goes in in two tight end sets in his com- in passing downs, and Schultz goes in on two tight end sets on running downs. You know, we might see a little bit more of a tight end by committee type of approach this year. Ty, I'm going to swing it back over to you. Uh, could you see that? I mean, do, do you really think that Jason Witten's going to come back in with his Superman cape and play, you know, that 90% of the snaps a game? Or is this something where we could very well see, you know, Blake Jarwin and Jason Witten and Dalton Schultz all playing a similar amount of snaps, you know, especially early on in the season? Well, if Jason Witten comes in and plays 90% of the snaps, then we've got tight ends who are injured on the roster. I mean, uh, you know, as bad as that sounds, I think anybody who follows the NFL is realistic about Jason Witten's ability coming back uh, after a year off, uh, being, uh, you know, approaching 40. Uh, he's not going to be that guy uh, that we want to Blake Jarwin to be. Um, I don't believe he's an every down blocker like Dalton Schultz, but here's what he is. And, you know, as I'm listening to you guys talk, I was thinking about this in my head. Um you know, let's say we can really get people to roll uh, so that they do have to car- cover Blake Jarwin and, and, you know, dedicate a linebacker to him. Jason Witten can become basically our fullback or our H-back on a lot of those sets. And when they have to cover him deep with also with the receivers we've got on the outside, now we run a play action with Dak. Um, you know, we run a bootleg off of uh, a zone look with, with Zeke and there's Jason Witten out in the flat or there's Jason Witten running a curl. And now you have one of the most sure handed receivers in the game in history uh, and a guy who knows how to get a first down. So one thing we know about Jason Witten, Jason Witten on a, uh, a third and eight can catch the ball at six yards and somehow or another fall forward for two yards and get a first down. That's what he has done his entire career. It's kind of like an old boxer coming back, uh, you know, after being a, a world champion and, and taking a fight. I remember when, when I was young, George Foreman came back uh, to fight Michael Moore for the heavyweight championship, and nobody gave him a chance. But anybody who knows anything about boxing knows this. A puncher always has a chance. A guy who's uh, a boxer who is – uh, more uh, running around the ring oriented, a guy who uh, is reliant more on his footwork and his ability to duck and dodge. That guy is going to have a hard time coming back as he becomes athletically less able. But a guy who's just a straight up puncher brawler who can still hit you with a ton of lead on an uppercut has a chance. And we saw that in that fight uh, where George Foreman dropped uh, the the heavyweight champion of the world and became the heavyweight champion of the world at almost 50. Um, Jason Witten obviously is a little bit better shape than George Foreman, but uh, Jason Witten has that skill set. And not only is he going to be valuable in teaching those young tight ends how to do the things that he did in his prime, he may be a guy that really makes an impact in short yardage situations, in third and medium and a guy who can come out of that backfield, and if he's asked to block, he can block it and do a decent job of it, but be a guy who slips out on third and six, gets eight yards, and we move the chains. And we talked about, with when we talked about running backs last week, uh, what we wanted uh, the fullback to do in the red zone. Jason Witten might catch more touchdowns in that role this year 
than anybody really expects him to because he could be that guy. He could be the fullback slash H-back guy who's sealing on a play action and pop out the back door and, and catch a pass with virtually nobody around him because he is so sure-handed and he is still a big target. So I hope that's what he becomes in Kellen Moore's offense. Um, he's definitely not going to play 90 snaps unless uh, the top two tight ends that we're talking about get hurt. Uh, and if that's the case, then you know we're going to have to find a, a little bit different way to attack. Uh, but I think he could have a very crucial and very important role this year. Well, there you have it, Cowboy fans. You got your boxing moment here on the Big D Beatdown. We are versatile commentators when it comes to sports. We're not just football guys. Hey, you should hear some of the basketball conversations we have when we're off the air. We can do it. But anyway, going back to your point, I, uh, I'll say this much. I agree with you. I, 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 I really do because I, I kind of want Jason Witten to just find his little niche. What is it we need for from you and you're right the short to intermediate routes on the third downs in the red zone the things like that that's kind of what I'm looking for you know and and for all those who who know I mean last year when Jeff Swain and I go keep going back to putting Jason Witten kind of in the role that Swain played for us last year you know there were a lot of times where Swain lined up closer to uh you know Jarwin or to another receiver, and that receiver stretched the seam, and and Swain sat down and, and you know underneath it, and boom, you know you've got a, a, a simple little five yard pass. The 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 faster player took the defense with him. You got a simple five yard pass. He probably gets hit, you know, immediately. But you fall forward, and guess what? Now first and ten just turned into second and four or second and three. I'd love to see Jason Witten get back with that because anybody who who you know. Anybody who's a Jason Witten fan knows that this is a guy that made a career of catching footballs that were thrown before his head was turned. This is a guy who made a career of turning his head and boom, ball hitting him in the hands, sticking, and you know what? Getting upfield. So, you know, that's kind of what I hope Witten does bring back. If there's one thing he can bring back, bring back that guy that, you know, has that superior focus and and can can do those things you know hey i'd love for jason Witten to put on the superman cape and and bring that y option back to the offense and see the old jason Witten that used to just terrorize you know coverages no matter how you tried to cover him he you know him and the quarterback were on the same page i'd love to see it but we have to be a little bit realistic you know with his return uh and on that note let, let let's talk about dalton schultz a little bit um you know and and i think we're all in agreement on this we want to see a Dalton Schultz step up and take a, a, a bigger role in the blocking scheme going forward. Schultz obviously kind of played sporadically last year, but that is something that he can excel at. Uh, and we also like you, like you say, we want to see him kind of learn from Jason Witten. We want to see this guy get more comfortable on the field to where, Hey, in a year, we may not be all that, you know, worried about, having Dalton Schultz, you know, as the, as the true inline wide tight end and, you know, Blake Jarwin in the game together with Blake Jarwin being the move tight end. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw it back over to you, Ken. Uh, you know, what do you think is more crucial to Dalton Schultz helping this team in 2019? Do you think it is him learning from Jason Witten and showing some of that versatility that we do hope he has? Or you, would you much rather just see him, hey, man, show me that you can be that blocker. We When we lost James Hanna, 
We lost a guy that really helped this run game for a long time here in Dallas. He was an outstanding run blocker. What are you more interested in seeing from Dalton Schultz? Um, I'm just interested in seeing the development. I mean, let's be realistic. Dalton Schultz, he wasn't exactly a premier pick in the draft. He's only, He just turned 23 years old. I mean, he was raw. He's a young kid, man. The kid needs to develop. It's not going to happen overnight. I mean, let's see some. Let's just see see the progress, see the steps. I mean, like I said, he just needs to be attached to Jason Witten's hip because that's you know the type of tight end, not talent wise, but the type of tight end that he needs to be from a you know the way he plays the game. And he's going to get his spots. You know, like you said, there's going to be snaps to go around. I don't know how many he's going to get. You know, Ty talks about how he doesn't think Jason Witten's taking ninety percent of the snaps <laughs> until I see it. I think he's taken at least 80. That's that's my prediction. <laughs> that, I, I, I just don't I, I don't see the man coming off the field, especially if this is his I don't want to touch a lot more Jason Witten, but if this is his last year, this and this is his last year to play football, she ain't getting that guy off the field, man. So <laughs> let's let's see the development because like I said, he is a young tight he's a young tight end, and the Cowboys are a young football team, and they might not need not need him this year, but they're gonna need him in years to come. So he just needs to work on getting better. I mean, the fact that they got Jason Witten back means they're not in panic mode for to really rush the learning curve of Dalton Schultz. And you see players make, you know, big jumps in, in year one to two, but really in years two to three. And that could be where they, you know, need him the most. And not for nothing. I mean, he was hurt a little bit last year. I mean, he only played in 11 games. He didn't start really any of them. You know, he was a guy, I think he had about 12 to 12 catches last year. I mean, he was raw. I mean, he just needs to continue to get better. And the Jason Witten sign, you're bringing Jason Witten back for a year. That really means that they don't have to rush the development of Dalton Schultz. It gives him a full year to learn under Jason Witten. And I think we're really going to see those strides in, in Dalton Schultz, you know, third year. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll i say this much with you, Ken. I think the one area that I think you and I disagree is is where, where I'd love to hey I'd love to see him show some more of the versatility and take those strides, I, but I personally think that man with Jason Witten back, I, I'd love to just be able to look at Dalton Schultz and say hey bud the biggest step rookies or or players make in their young careers, physically and I'm talking about with their bodies with just you know kind of reshaping their bodies to be able to play professional football is from year one to two. I, I'd love to simplify things for Dalton Schultz this year and say, look, bud, on the field, on game day, I want you to line up and go drive somebody off the ball. I want you to, I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, throw a ton at you. I just want you to to go out and attack this role and really show me you can handle it. That That's really what I'd like to see. I want to see that run blocking tight end come back. Because at the end of the day, I was a big fan of James Hanna's. I was really sad to see him retire. He struggled with injuries, so we kind of knew it was coming. But, but uh, it can't be understated you know, how important he was to this run game's success. And I know, you know, uh, with Zeke, you know, he, he, he didn't, you know, he, I think he was healthy one year of Zeke's career. And that was the the second year when Zeke was suspended. Uh, but this guy, you know, in the years when, when Darren McFadden and even DeMarco Murray were, you know, were showing us that, Hey, any, you know, running backs of all kinds can have success in this offense. James Hanna was, was a part of that. I'm not going to say he was a big part of it, but he was certainly a helpful factor. So I'd love to see that. Um, 
And guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and put in our numbers, you know, and I know we didn't get a chance to talk to Rico Gathers. Truth be told, with the suspension and and the numbers just stacking up at wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, you know, I, I just I how long I, I my big question for Rico Gathers is how long are you going to have that that tag attached to your jersey that says potential on it? At what point do we rip that tag off and and now you're a football player? That's the question I'd love to see answered from Rico. But I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to you, Ty. How many tight ends make this roster and who are they? Well, uh, even though, like you said, Rico Gathers is one of a couple of Cowboys who are facing suspension, um, I think the Cowboys take four. Uh, that's traditionally been the number under Jason Garrett that have been on the roster. Uh I think that we've mentioned there are definitely three, and there's no doubt in my mind that Jason Witten and you know uh, Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin are on the roster. Uh, I think they're as close to locks as possible uh, on the offensive side of the football. Rico Gathers uh, is the the wild card. Um, you know, Cody McElroy is there also, but I don't think he has a chance really of making the roster. Um, so I think that. Rico Gathers might get that potential jersey one more year um, just because he has that formula that people in the NFL love about tight ends, former basketball player, athletic, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't mean he'll stay on the roster the rest of the year. Uh, he could be a guy that ends up in a trade, uh, you know, being shipped to another team as a, a secondary part. Um, you know, once the suspension is over or, you know, maybe he comes back and he makes some type of um, impact. But, uh, you know, uh, with the suspension, he's able to kind of, you know, mold the roster a little later. I think the Cowboys take four. Uh, Rico Gathers being the last one. And then the, the three uh, that we uh, believe are going to be major contributors for the Cowboys. All right, Ken. What are you thinking, man? How many tight ends make the roster? Who are they? Well, the... The initial roster will be, you know, obviously you're going to have Witten, you're going to have Jarwin, and you're going to have Schultz. And, you know, Ty kind of started hitting towards it. But, yeah, because of the suspension, you know, Dallas doesn't really ultimately have to make a decision on Rico until week two when he comes off the, you know, off the suspension. Will, you know, do they put him on the active roster? You know, a fully healthy football team, I'm saying no way in heck. I mean, there you got too many, you got too much depth in other positions that are good football players to keep a guy like Rico on this football team. But, you know, if he has a good camp and, you know, you know, a defensive tackle goes down, you know, or a wide receiver gets hurt and there's a space, Rico could sneak his way on this roster. And what's, you know, this all goes back to, to stinking Martellus Bennett, because if it wasn't for, you know, them hanging on to Martellus Bennett and then they finally let him go. And then he goes on to have a pretty good, you know, pretty good career other places having 50 60 you know 90 catch seasons elsewhere you know i think that's what's that's what they're holding on to like that type of hope you know they don't want to let another tight end walk away and he goes he goes to new england and catches 10 touchdowns that'll be that's like jerry <laughs> that's like jerry jones's you know biggest nightmare but you know I, like i said it's going to be those three and right now you know, Rico's on the outside looking in, but, you know, I, I have to go with Ty. I think somehow, some way, he's going to find a way to to get his way on this roster, whether it's, you know, through an injury or something. There's going to be the Rico 
the Rico experiment shall shall continue. <laughs> you know, guys, I I love your optimism. I, I I'm I'm gonna go with three. And you know what? More importantly, I'm gonna go with the big three, J- uh, which is Jason Witten, Blake Jarwin, and Dalton Schultz. I'm gonna go with the big three, and them them go ahead and cutting ties with Rico simply because. And we talked about this in the receiver show. I think there are elements of the tight end position that Noah Brown can help in. And if Noah Brown comes in and has a healthy training camp, I think that we could see him kind of be that third tight end when we do in goal line situations when we do decide to kind of go into that 23 personnel that that Ty talked about. You know, I, I think Noah Brown in a pinch. Hey, yeah, you know what, Noah Brown, get in there and play that, you know, that that third spot that's off the line. I, I really think he could do it. Um, I, I, I just, you know, at the end of the day, I look at this offensive lineman. I look at these these defensive linemen, uh, particularly the ends. I look at the wide receivers and I say, man, if we're keeping our best 53 players, I just, I unless Rico just has a breakout training camp. Which, let's be honest, he's got the, the the God-given, you know, physical traits to do. Unless he does that, I got them going with three. And, uh, and that's that, that's where I'm sticking on that. And uh, and and we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, you know, uh, be sure and join us next time. We're going to move on to the offensive line. And we've got a lot of names to discuss there. Um, not just starters, but depth and you know, heck, this this could be the deepest offensive line the Cowboys have seen in a really long time. And uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, don't forget to visit us over at uh, pigskinnutradio.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio, as well as pigskinnut.com for all our write-ups on the Dallas Cowboys. And one particular write-up you're going to want to check out is Tyler Hebby's uh, Dallas Cowboys training camp preview. Tyler did an outstanding job on it, and uh, we're really excited to to get people reading it because uh, because it really paints a good picture of what to expect this training camp. It kind of mimics what, uh, what we're talking about here on the show. Uh, remember, guys, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. Also, for all those out there that love what they hear, be sure and subscribe to our show on a variety of platforms. The Big D Beatdown is available in the Apple and Google Podcast stores, as well as on Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Click the subscribe button, and they'll be sure and notify you every time we put out an episode. Thanks again for joining us, Cowboy fans, here on the Big D Beatdown. For Ken Cunningham and Ty Rogers, I'm Austin Smith. Y'all have a good one.